Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 15, and this episode is going to be a little bit different in that I want to use this as a launching point for uh, what I guess I'm going to call a mini-series of what I want to do, and basically it's because it's a concept that I hold very dearly, and it's something I want to expand more in depth on, but I think that's going to be better served by breaking it up into different podcast episodes that may be a little bit shorter, sort of mini episodes versus doing a gigantic long one where I'm going to inevitably miss something that I want to talk about or just not cover something as clearly or something like that. So the topic I'm going to be talking about is the topic of love and it's not something unique. (laughs) It's not something that's going to be groundbreaking. People have written on this stuff for millennia and I'm certainly not going to have newer thoughts or some grand revelations or anything, but this is just a topic that that's very near and dear to my heart, and it's something that's actually framed, I would say, the past decade of my life. And basically, in this episode, I just sort of want to lay out the groundwork for how I'm going to be approaching the rest of the mini episodes that I'm going to do, and as well as just give a bit of a background about why this is so important to me, as opposed to other topics, and really just sort of make a good platform for where I want to jump off to, because in those other mini episodes, I'm gonna really just dive right into things. So this will be a a good place to start from. And if you're listening and in this episode you find that you don't really care for the subject or that you don't really like my viewpoint on the subject as a whole, maybe you just skip those. That's fine. But I, for me, I think that's a a good structure and a good framework for everything. So the next uh, episode I do on the topic of love will be like 15.1 sort of deal. So. In case you ever get confused by that, hopefully me mentioning it here will trigger something in your head about what I'm doing there. I find love to be such an interesting idea because it's something that people understand well, and it's something that people inherently, I think, know from when they're a young child. But as you get older, you really get better at defining it and sort of framing it and understanding the impact it can have on you because I don't know if that's necessarily apparent when you're a kid. I think looking back you can see its effects. I think looking back, you can see how much of an impact it did have, but I'm not sure it's evident in terms of how much you realize the scope of what's shaped you there. And for me, a good, like, sort of base understanding of things uh, comes to me from a quote from uh, Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, uh, where it's um, basically he framed everything by um, by love as well, and it's, um, it's the phrase, love or the lack of of it. And I think that's so important because I think that flip side's rarely talked about. And so that's to me how I've kind of approached the subject as well, where it's how has this shaped me or how has the lack of it shaped me? Because I think that's just as important, if not more important. And so I think when you're talking about love in that kind of way, I think it helps to kind of break it down a bit um, because it's a very abstract word. Uh, and maybe some of you will have heard of this where it's it's the sort of thing where in English we have the one word love, but the, the typical one that's referenced is like in the Greek language, they've got four to six different words for it, I guess, depending on how loosely or tightly you're wanting to define that. But having a having multiple words to define one concept helps because it helps to break it down. And I think in probably the next episode in this little mini series I'm doing, we'll probably be going through those Greek words and very briefly defining what they are because I think that's 
helped me sort of break it down as well. But they they break apart the differences between being romantically in love with someone versus loving your friend versus loving your dog versus loving your computer versus selfless love versus self-love. And it can really go on and on from there. And not going to touch it on it here because, again, that's what I want to go into in those uh, smaller episodes. So the, the, main thing, ugh, the main thing that I want to talk about here is really why it's so important to me and where I'm coming from on the subject. Because when I was probably about 16, I got what I would consider a prompting from God on my heart, though if you're not religious or just skeptical in general, you would disagree, of course. But for me, it was it was kind of out of the blue, and I was a teenager, so it's hard to know how, how true that feeling was to reality. But regardless, I started researching the topic of love. And by researching, I mean, I literally did research. Like, I would spend my free time on the computer just Googling various quotes and references to the topic and what people had to say about it. And I compiled lists of these quotes. Um, given my Christian faith, I compiled biblical verses and uh, quotes from there. And I really just started to pour myself into this research of what love was. And it really helped me, I think, because when you're trying to define something, it's good to find where people have defined it. And I don't know if it was the fact I couldn't define it for myself, though, spoiler alert, I couldn't, but, or if it was like something more along the lines of like, I'm trying to figure out what the quote unquote experts think about this stuff and sort of go from there. But it really helped me just to gain an understanding of what love was. And it really helped give me a more holistic view of it because I got a lot of different perspectives. Obviously, the majority of them were Christian just because that's the slant, I guess, to which my research was uh, going at first. But I, I expanded it later and got a lot of different opinions about it and got a lot of different viewpoints on it. And it really just helped me to grasp what it was. But what I found so interesting was that it never seemed to work, I guess. And by work, I mean, it never got me to be like, okay, I know what love is. I, I know how to define it. I know how to, you know, see it and understand it. So I'm, I'm good because I don't know at that time if I could have seen it and truly understood it. And in the midst of me trying to figure out what love was and me learning what love was through research, I started to figure out more and more why I wasn't able to figure out what love was. And it's, it's mainly because it's something that you really have to experience to fully understand. And I, it took me a long time to figure that one out because I was kind of unsure about that. I, I really fought hard against that because what I, in my terminology now label my academic research on the topic, I academically understood what love was. I was so resistant to then think that there was another way of understanding love that was greater than that, or that you had to experience love in order to understand love because it seemed kind of a ludicrous concept that you, you couldn't fully know something until you've gone through it or that you couldn't understand something by reading other people's accounts of it. And to an extent, that's true. You can learn stuff that way. And, and now to me, it makes complete sense that experiencing something is the greatest way of understanding something anyway, because it has so many more nuances than you could ever flesh out in writing or in reading something, just because you can have the best writer in the world do their best job of explaining what love is. But when you read it, you're attaching your own personal experiences to that in order to flesh it out. You can read something that's very moving by that author about love 
and you yourself can be very moved by that, but you're not moved by the words alone. You're moved by your response to them in your own experiences. And so that kind of disconnect was was there, and it took me a long time to figure that one out because I was so set on that academic pursuit that the, the experiential part I just put to the side. And when I was younger, I, I mainly focused this on the, the romantic side of what love is, and I don't think that's a unique position for a teenager, but it was severely detrimental to my understanding of it. And because I couldn't figure out a good way of experiencing romantic love, and because I, by that logic, refused to allow myself to say that experiencing love was the best way to understand it, I then decided that my academic pursuits were the best way and kind of just continued to pour myself into that. And on one side, it's not a bad thing because it got me thinking about the topic and got me thinking about the best ways that I can exhibit love to others and the best way that I can show love in a world where it's often lacking. And it got me thinking about sort of what are the approaches I can take to make what I'm doing in life the the most loving thing that I'm doing. And those were all really good things because while all being as humble as possible here, I would say that I've generally been a nice person my whole life. That's just sort of my demeanor, not a overly aggressive person, but consciously thinking about love and what am I doing that shows love based on my knowledge of love. It really kind of helped me get better at that and just kind of become a better person in general. And so in that sense, I'm very thankful for that pursuit. And along that same line, I'm also thankful for that academic pursuit because it got me to the, the true understanding of the experiential part of it. And so I was very grateful for it, even though it caused a lot of confusion. Um, I would say towards the end of my high school years and the beginning of my college years. And uh, again, this is mostly due to the fact that the romantic love element, though I academically knew better than to say that that was the most important one, I thought it was the most important one. And so that's what I pursued the, the most and trying to get. And again, not an uncommon thing, but it was an unhealthy thing for me. And frankly, I ruined a lot of friendships because of that. People that I could have gotten to know better as a person could have been good friends with because we had a lot in common and they were good, very nice people. But I ruined it because my pursuit of that romantic love overrode everything else. And so I pushed everything else aside and I'm not proud of that, but it's the truth. It's part of what happened and it took a few times of that happening before I realized how toxic that was and it made me really have to reevaluate myself. And so I sort of just stopped trying in that part of my life completely, not because I wanted to, but because I knew it wasn't healthy. And right around that time was also the time where I started... Uh, uh, becoming more emotionally vulnerable and really coming to terms with some of the stuff with my father and uh, some of those traumas and all of that. I don't think that's a coincidence that those coincided, but the, those two big things coming together at the same time is sort of what opened my eyes to the fact that this experiential love is, is the better way of doing it. And then within that sort of understanding, yes, experiencing love is good and you experience love in so many different areas of your life. And so, 
from there, I really focused and tried hard to focus on the parts of my life where love was there because I clearly hadn't <laughs> before that. My, my obsession with romantic love kept getting in the way. Where this path took me was the very sad realization that I had ignored all these places in my life where love was thrown at me and I was just ignoring it. And it was not necessarily making amends for that just because that wasn't really possible, but just doing better at acknowledging it and just doing a better job of saying thank you to people and realizing that those people around me did love me. And it, it, it's a different kind of love. It's a different way of expressing it, but as important, if not more important. So it, it was, it's been, I would say, because it's, it's still ongoing, but it's been a long journey of that really just finding where love is in my life and really just understanding all of these different ways that love takes shape and being being grateful for it and not being upset that the romantic part of my life is uh lacking to say the least and does it suck sure is it life altering not really at the moment because i'm happy with where i'm at and i'm happy with the love i'm getting from friends and family that i now recognize as that and so this whole process then coming around now is is me sort of approaching life going what's the best way i can show love and then what's the best way I can tell people about how they can find love in their lives and that's through showing it to people people experience it and then people ask and you can tell them about it because I think a lot of people are were in the same boat as me where it's not that they don't know what love is it's not that they don't understand love is beyond romantic love it's that they just don't take the time to appreciate or take the time to understand it take the the second needed to pause and just realize what's there and not everyone's going to be in the same position obviously but I think you're going to be hard pressed to, to find a person that has literally none of that if they're taking time and being honest with their situation and that to me is sort of what I want to do with my life I want to be a person that shows love to others and I want to be a person that can help others see what I see and help others to experience what I experience because that has, in fact, changed my life completely because it's no longer this dark brooding obsession over this one thing that's going to change my life or this one thing that unlocks some sort of mystery of the universe. It's it's this understanding that love is so prevalent in so many different areas and we do need to take some effort and take some time to find where that is to be grateful for it. And that's hard because that takes effort. <laughs> it takes something of us to do that. It's not going to just show itself and it's not going to just appear before us we got to put some effort in to find it but like i've said in some other episodes that's the kind of stuff that's worth it you put effort into the things that have worth that will change your life and this is one of them and so this thing that i started with a decade ago this sort of prompting of where is love happening and what is love how do you define that it's now taking all of this academic understanding that i have of love that by itself doesn't really help but when applied in a situation or applied to a person it is invaluable because now I have the words to help me express what I can experience is true and now when I read these words and read these ideas I can I can see it in my mind so much more clearly because I'm attaching it to 
what I've gone through and what I've experienced, and it makes all the difference in the world, quite frankly. And so for me, my my thing is that what I see a lot of people struggling with is either they don't know where love is outside of the romantic realm, and they don't know how to find what the love is in their life, and frankly, they don't know how to escape the trap they're in of thinking that this romantic love is the most important thing they can do. Because I don't think any of those things are true. I think there's love everywhere and you do have to find it. I don't think that lo uh, romantic love is the most important thing. It is important. It is very important. It's not the most important thing. Because then you're claiming that if someone else is unable to see your worth, then you are worthless. Your worth is dependent on someone else. And I don't buy that at all. I think romantic love is a great thing. I think romantic love is something that everyone should experience. And it's something I have very little experience of myself. And so it's hard for me to talk about it. So when I do talk about it, it is coming from that academic side of things, as well as just observation of others in my life who have or are currently experiencing that. I don't think that's a bad thing because that's where I'm at. That's all I can do. But what it's allowed me to do is really flush out and experience the other parts of my life where there is great love with my friends, with my family. And I think that's only a beneficial thing for whenever romantic love comes along, if it does. And if it does not, then it does not. But that doesn't change that there will be love in my life. That doesn't change that I am loved and will continue to love others. That will not change regardless of that. And I think that's the message I think a lot of people need to hear. I don't think that's relative to boy or girl or whatever. It it's the same. <laughs> I think everyone struggles with it. I think everyone doesn't know how to handle it when they're not in romantic love or they're not experiencing that because they feel such a loss or they feel like they're such an empty place. And I'm sympathetic toward that, but I don't know how I could disagree more with it because this is the time in my life where I've been the least romantically involved with a person ever. And I'm the happiest I've ever been because I find love in all the other places in my life. And I think it's a great thing. And I think it's something we all should strive for and get better at. And that's sort of, I guess, my pitch, <laughs> if you want to call it that, for this little mini-series is just better understanding what love is and better understanding where we find love and how to experience it. Because if you're someone like me who's not romantically involved with anyone, you definitely need to find that. Because if you're experiencing a life where you perceive you're not being loved or have no love in general, and that's including self-love, then it's a miserable existence and you should change that. You need to change that. And if you are romantically involved with someone, great. You get better at it. Loving in different ways makes you better at better loving romantically. It does. And so regardless of where you're at, it's a topic to learn more about. It's a topic to further understand. And again, it's a further thing to experience. And that's the interesting part with me wanting to talk about this is that these are words that I'm speaking about love, but they're not going to impact the way you experience love. They're going to help you define things better. They're going to help you maybe conceptualize things better. But love is an experiential thing. And there's no way to untwine that concept. And so whatever you hear me say, whether it's you know, a new thought or something you've known your whole life or whatever, you're going to have to experience it to, to fully understand. And so we do what we can. But that's sort of in this first episode, what I want to push for, for you is find ways to experience love more. Whether that's showing love to others 
others or better showing love to yourself. And I'm going to talk more about self-love in an episode because I think that's one that most people are bad at. (laughs) We're really good at self-criticism. We're really good at thinking of ourselves as the worst, but self-love is a hard one because even the people who we would think is full of themselves or prideful or arrogant or whatever, that's not self-love. That's self-loathing and it just manifests a different way. So we need to get better at self-love because once you can start doing that, you definitely get better at the other ones as well. But the whole notion of love is life-changing when you start really thinking about it and start really applying it in your life. There's no way it can't be life-altering because it redefines everything. There's a Bible verse that states that God is love. And so for Christians, one way of understanding who God is, is love. And so whether you're religious or not, that gives weight to it. That love is perceived thousands of years ago even as one of, if not the greatest thing on the planet. And, you know, it's it's something I've thought about before where I sound very hippie-ish when talking about love because I really just kind of spout off on it and really just embrace it and think it's amazing. But love really is this thing that just can alter your entire life. It's really something that when utilized correctly can be the best thing you ever do. And I just wish more people thought about it that way. I wish more people took the time to realize where the love was in their life and to appreciate it and to experience it and to not get so bogged down by the times where maybe there was a lack of love. Because remember what I said at the beginning with the Mr. Rogers quote, that's that's life defined. Love or the lack of it. You can explain most things in a person's life with there was love there, there was a lack of love there. And that's rough, but can also be incredible. It's how we utilize it and how we experience it and how we choose to react to it. I'm not sure the kind of person I'd be if that thought hadn't entered my mind when I was younger. I'm not sure the kind of person I'd be if I didn't have this thing that defines my outlook on life and what I do. I wouldn't go so far as to say I'd be a horrible person because I'm not entirely sure that's true. I would be worse just in how I treat myself and how I treat others. I would be worse at that. And I think I'd still be just in that really unhealthy pursuit of this one thing that I didn't know what it was because I would still think that romantic love was just this all-important thing when it's one of many important things. It helps to redefine that. Love helps to redefine everything, really. It redefines your relationships with people. It redefines what you think is important. It redefines value on things. It redefines who you want in your life and redefines who you don't want in your life. I won't keep this one going much longer. I'll, I'll make this a shorter episode because I'll get into the more nitty gritty stuff in later episodes. But I just want to say that if, it, if this is the only one of these you listen to and you've made it this far, thank you first of all, but just really think about where love is in your life. Take some time and kind of process that. Think about the people who show you that. Think about the different places that show you that. Just think about all the times you experience love in a day way. Think about in an average week, in an average month where you experience love. And just really kind of take some time and contemplate it because either you're going to come up with way more than you thought or you're not going to come up with a lot. And if you don't come up with a lot, I think I think these will help you. <laughs> I think what I have to say may help because you're not looking hard enough or you're not defining it correctly. And this isn't a judgment call because that was me. <laughs> I, p- I put in work to change that. But if that's something you struggle with, 
I, I really do hope you, you continue to listen to these because it will change who you are. It will change how you perceive things and it will change you from the inside out. Thank you all for listening to this episode. I really appreciate it. Hopefully it's obvious this is a, a topic near and dear to my heart and just one that I advocate for a lot. Look forward to more in this little mini series. I don't have a set schedule on when I want to put those out, so they're going to be kind of sporadic. That's why I'm going to mark them with like a 15.1, 15.2 sort of thing. So hopefully it's a little more obvious. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, want to tell me how wrong I am, whatever, please write me at beingstillpodcast at gmail.com. I'll take any form of critique or criticism or whatever you want to say. I'm always looking to get better and I'm always looking to find someone to help me change my mind. I appreciate your time and I'll see you in the next episode.